This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. One week's behind us and another's ahead. Toodle pip. Hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. Um, um, and that was Danny Boy by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Lovely song, isn't it, love? Oh, it's one of my favourites. I, uh, I actually went to see Glenn Miller. Uh, how long ago was that? Nineteen eighty-one. I lived in Sydney. Nineteen fifty-two. Decimal currency came in in nineteen sixty-six. Nineteen seventy-eight. I think the Olympics were the Melbourne Olympics in fifty-six. Of course, I think it was in Jerusalem. I think I missed. Daughter started high school. Um, Must have been around about. I think it was 1971. 71. Yeah. It was 71. Yeah. That's right. Love. And, yeah. uh, and uh, that was uh, terrific. I'm not sure he was there. I don't know if he was actually in the room or not, Glenn Miller, because he was he was, uh, he was probably dead. Hey, uh, listen uh, to everybody listening. Welcome back for mm. another episode of Granny Bingo Wireless. <laughs> My <laughs> name is Ms Edith Vale. I am one of your hosts for uh, the show. That's and right. uh, I'm joined by my best mate, Maureen McGillicuddy. Say hello, Maureen. G'day, everyone. I hope, uh, hope you're all doing well. You'll know me, Maureen McGillicuddy, as the person who invented the bunning sausage she did. She did. You can was, look it up. Yep, it's true. I was behind that. And of course, as always, we are sadly joined by the most miserable person in the world, Caroline Springs. Oh Caroline, God. say hello. Hello, Caroline. Caroline is a dumb mute. A very, very, very dumb mute. For those of you tuning in for the first time. Uh, Maureen, what have you been up to for the last week, love? Oh, so much... I've been uh, uh, sanitising my hands. I'm just doing some of that now again. You can hear that. Oh. <laughs> I've been... Uh, I, went, I went for a walk the other day. I walked from, from the bedroom to the, the dining room and... Um, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I am stuck in this bunker with you and Caroline <laughs> Springs, and I cannot take it anymore. You don't oh. realise. You don't realise how small your own war bunker is until you have to spend time in it. And I'm so bored. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And I'm hungry all the time. I can't stop eating. I know. I'm just at the pantry the whole time. I've nearly gotten through all that food that we panic bought. Uh, who, who was it that decided we should get 200 tins of sardines? My breath is starting to smell like Caroline's downstairs part. Do you know, I've realised, though, that I, I've forgiven. I've moved on and forgiven the, uh, what do you call them, uh, the hoarders of the toilet paper, because what I've realised is that I didn't panic buy toilet paper, I panic bought food. Right. And uh, those two things kind of need to go hand in hand. They do, love, yeah. Especially with the amount of curry powder you panic bought. Yeah, Keen's mustard powder, I put it in everything, and... Uh, 
I, uh, I'm, I'm really in strife when it comes to the hygiene of my, uh, of my rear end at the moment. Uh, well, here's a tip, love. What I've been doing is I've just been going over to Caroline's corner of the bunker, ah. and I just pull out one of her, you know, lovely summer frocks yes. or a pair of her winter socks, mm-hmm. and uh, I just give them a bit of a wipe on the old uh, crap machine, yeah. and uh, clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. And, of course, Caroline doesn't notice because she is filthy. Absolutely filthy. It, it is hard, though, keeping uh, busy during this time when everyone's locked down. And that's why we have brought this podcast back, of course, because we want people to have some entertainment at home. And I was watching uh, Four Corners the other day, and they were talking about um, mental health and keeping yourself uh, occupied and for your mental health. You know... Back during the war, when we were in this very bunker, there yep. was no such thing as mental health, was no. there? We did not have mental health. No. I've, I've only, since I've become bored this week, I've only just started to accept that mental health might be real. Right. And what are you doing for your mental health, love? I'm drinking. I've been having a lot of wine. That's and, a good idea. And that seems to be, it definitely gets rid of the problems. I, I, yeah. I do notice that they're there the next day, but... I think having a little wine has been helping me at night time, and it, it's helping me definitely in the mornings as well. I've gotten into porn, love. Aha, really? Not performing it, viewing it. I'm a viewer. I'm a voyeur of porn. Oh, so it's not selling your old goods? No, 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 no. Only me and Jesus get to see what's right. underneath my frock. Oh. But, uh, no, I've been watching a lot of porn and I really like it. I've signed up to something called OnlyFans. Okay. Uh, it was extra, actually... Uh, by accident, because, um, you know, it was getting a bit hot here in the bunker, and I was looking for a ventilator or a fan. Mm. And I went to OnlyFans, and I've signed up to that. And do you know what I really like about it, Maureen? Yeah. Is it's a great way for me to stay in touch with a lot of the young uh, gay boys that yes. come to our regular granny bingo night, yes. now that we've had to close it. Yeah, yeah they, they're all on there. And, uh, and I'm definitely seeing a different side of them when we've been yes, yes, at Yes, the backside. Side. Yeah. And uh, and uh, look, I mean, you've got to hustle, you know. <laughs> you've got to make your money somehow. <laughs> you've got to make a buck, and why not do it through a public fuck, is what I've always That's said. That's what I've always said. My mother said that, and my great-grandmother said that, and my great-great-grandmother said that, and mm. I say it too. My uncle said it to me. I was, I was 36 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I am so bored. I love you, Maureen. I'm sick to death of your voice. I cannot stand it any longer. If I wake up next to that stupid, big, ugly beehive, grey, dead old wig shit again, I'm going to burn this bunker down from the inside out. I'm so bored. Well, one of the one of the tips that I saw on Four Corners, Maureen, was that we should set tasks for ourselves to try and uh-huh. keep busy. And that's why I suggested that you and I each come up with a new segment for oh, this week's yes. podcast. Yes, we've done um, this So, uh, of course, it is very difficult to think of things when you are locked in a bunker with absolutely no access to anything. So, um, what segment have you come well, up with, Well, I think you're really going to love this one. Uh, this one is called... I don't know if we'll have a, a background noise or, you know... Actually, I'll do the the sound, the music, and then my grandson, when he's editing, can put it on top. So you, everybody listening, you're going to hear the music twice. All right, here we go. This this is very much breaking down the fourth wall. <laughs> da 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 
Okay, so that's the theme music. You have the voice of an angel, Thank Maureen you very much. Thank you. Classically trained, of course, everyone. Classically trained. Learned in church, of course, like we all did. The segment that I have created is called... Ta-da! Maureen! Puts the bins out! Yeah! Da-da. So that's, that's what that's called. That sounds cool. All right, well, how does the segment work? Well, I'm glad you asked. Maureen Puts the Bins Out is a really simple idea, and it's one that I've wanted to do for a really long time. As it's Sunday now, uh, well, the Sunday is my bin night at the, at the correctional nursing home, and so I'm just going to go and put the bins out. So I hope everyone enjoys it. Here's the first episode of Ta-da! Maureen Ta-da! Puts the Bins Out. Back in a minute, love. Hi, hi, Reg. How you doing, love? I'm all right. Have you been out of trouble? Hey, Reg, put that away. Reg, come on. You know the rules, love. You can't do that around here. Uh, hi, Mabel. Hello, Mabel. Hi, Mabel. 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 Oh, silly old woman. Uh, Someone's thrown that out. Oh, that is a perfectly good toothbrush. Let me get that out of here. All right. Wow, that was wonderful, Maureen. Mm. Thank you so much for your very creative brand new segment. Ta da! I think I might just Sorry, do the no, intro no, some no, myself. We might have to practice. Uh, well, I've been busy working on my new segment as well. Oh, you've got one too. I've been so selfish I forgot to ask. <laughs> this is my brand new segment called Edith Checks Her Voicemails. Can you guess what happens in this segment, Maureen? Um, is it to do with putting your bins out? No, nothing oh. to do with putting the bins out. In this segment, I will be checking my voicemail messages. Look, I know it's not the most exciting thing, but it's all I could think of in the bloody bunker stuck with you two. Here we go. Let's have a look. How do I get my... I just called this here, do I? I think it's 101, if you're with Telecom. Are you with Telecom still? Oh, oh. You have three new ah. voice messages. You have seven saved messages to listen Press one. Ah. Oh, good morning, Edith. Uh, this is Marion down at Curl Up and Dye Hairdressing. Um, I just we got your appointment at Tuesday at ten a.m. But with the new Prime Minister's changes, um, we just got to kind of span that out a bit more. So you were booked in for a wash, blow, dry, and set. What I'm proposing is it still come on Tuesday at ten a.m. to do the wash. Unfortunately, you will have to go home with wet hair. I can get you in then on Thursday for the blow dry, um, and then I'm, the next would be the following Monday at eleven a.m. for the set. Um, I know it's not ideal, but, um, yeah, we've got to work in with what the PM's telling us. Also, um, you normally pay cash, so can you make sure that you go to the bank? You've got to get a um, an FPOS card that's got con- um, contactless 
contact, um, which means that you um, you tap it and then we don't have to touch each other. All right then, Edith, um, give me a call back. Bye-bye. Well, that's, that's fair enough. If that's the Prime Minister's rules, that's the Prime Minister's rules. Message received today. Hello? Hello? It's, it's Beryl Belbuckle here. Oh, it's Beryl um, Belbuckle. I'm, I'm still in the bottom of the well. And, um, <laughs> I forgot about you, that. You said you were coming back <laughs> to get me out, and it's been, it's been some days. Um, perhaps you're busy. Just when you, when you, you get a moment, it's just... I think my leg has gone septic. <laughs> and, um, Stupid girl. Let's go. Call me. Call me back. Call me back. Please. Poor bastard. Message received today. Hi, Edith. It's Siobhan here from Melbourne Sexual Health Clinic. We've just got your results back and... Um, delete, well, delete, 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 delete. Push that delete button. We've never seen oh. anything like this before. Oh. Uh, can you please call us a... Oh, sorry. I, I, they must have had the wrong number, I think. What's the next one? Message received today. Hi, Mum. It's me, Bridie. Oh, my goodness. Your it's daughter. My daughter. Bridie Vale. Oh, I haven't heard from her. Thank I'm you. sorry. Oh, I'm just really nervous. I know it's been ages since we talked, Mum. And this whole virus thing has just got me so messed up. And oh. I just, I just feel so terrible that we don't talk anymore, Mum. I know the last time we saw each other was when you had your hand stuck in the vending machine at Forest Hill and oh. and I just left you because there was only one chicken left at Coles. But honestly, I, I just thought you'd gone home. Oh. I had no idea you were in the hospital having your hand removed from a Pikachu stuffed toy. Mum, I had no oh. idea. I, I told you they're fucking rigged. Anyway, Mum, I'm rambling now. I just want to get to speak to you and, and see how you are. Can you please call me back? I oh, I, I just I want really you to know that I love should. you. My number is zero. Uh, no, I will. I'll call her back. How do oh, I call no, her? Oh, no, Oh, no, I've deleted it. Oh, bugger. Will you find how do I get that number? Oh, you oh, I haven't heard from her in years. If you are oh, listening, love, please try and contact me again. I miss you. All right, time for a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This period of social isolation has been tough on all of us, but there are some that are suffering more than most, for whom being separated from others is especially painful. I'm talking about sluts. Sluts have lived their lives almost constantly being touched by anyone who wants to. There's not a single inch of their easily accessible bodies that hasn't been prodded, spat on, or rubbed to a callus by roughly a third of the local gay scene and a handful of Uber drivers. They thrive in groups, often with so many cocks coming at them, it's like that scene in 300 with all the spears. But now, sluts across Australia have been forced to self-isolate and go cold turkey on guzzling jizz. New research indicates that glory holes provide no protection against COVID-19, and rules about shaking hands mean they can't even get fingered. Deprived of human contact and their usual smorgasbord of deep dish cream pies, sluts' lives now feel as empty as their unnecessarily douched cake holes. But you can help by being a good neighbour and checking in on any sluts living in your area. Drop a note through the glory hole in their back door asking if they need anything, or leave them some supplies, like prep, 
If you pass one on the street, keep a safe distance, but remind them of happier times by throwing warm yogurt in their face, then saying, thanks mate, and walking away quickly. These small acts of kindness can make a huge difference to sluts because they'll literally take anything and they'll like it too, won't you? Yeah, you little slut, yeah? Remember, we're all in this together. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Oh, and a, a huge thank you, of course, to all of our wonderful sponsors that keep the podcast going. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, unfortunately, not everybody has a box to hock, so to speak. So we rely sometimes on our patrons. Yes, we have set up a Patreon account at mm. patreon.com slash Bingo. <laughs> and if you go there, you can check out all sorts of little goodies that you'll get from supporting the podcast. That's and right. gee whiz, Maureen, I have been overwhelmed by the support that we've already received after only one of the new episodes, you know. So sweet, and it's filled... It's filled my little heart up with so much glee. And my bank account's full too. <laughs> Bugger the job keeper, I reckon you just start doing a bloody uh, podcast. That's right, I reckon, love, yeah. Bugger the tax department, yeah. YOLO! <laughs> Now, we have 17 new Patreons already. We're going to give them a quick shout-out. Uh, so they are Dan. Scott. Robert. Alex. Lord Berry. Ooh, Tristan. Uh, Steve. Sean. Rose. Little Mary Rose. Robbie. Uh, James. Jim. Diana. Ben. Has a gif. Has he? Uh, Aidan. And, of course, the lovely Chris. That's very generous of all of you. Very generous of all of you, and we are working very hard on your little digital rewards, which we'll be sending to you in the next couple of days. So you've got them to look forward to. Uh, As we said, if you want a little bit of a shout-out on the podcast and some little treats, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash grannybingo. Of course, if you can't afford to uh, support us financially, we understand, don't we, love? We're not doing this for the cash. No, and, and, and a lot of people are doing it tough at the moment with the COVID and everything. That's right. No, no, we, we just want everyone to have fun, a bit of a release, and listen to old Morsey, uh, you know, delight you with, with my crazy antics. <laughs> but if you, if you do want to support us and you don't have the cash, you know what you can do is jump on and rate us and review us and uh, maybe even share the podcast on your Facebooks or your MySpace or your Tumblr and uh, get some other people listening to it. That would be real lovely. Please stop sharing it, though, on Grinder. We don't. We, I don't want to be part of that. I'm not a bareback bottom. I don't know what that means, but I'm not interested. Thank you very much. I got someone the other day said, "Oh, you're you must be a guzzler." I said, "Sorry, love. You know, I don't understand that kind of language." Anyway, I I, I had it googled. Uh, we live most of any any of the granny chasers out there know we live in a, a correctional nursing home, and and while we're in the bunker, uh, the nurse still comes in to turn me at about three o'clock. They just stop bed sores, etc. And the nurse came in the other day. She said, "Mrs. McGillicuddy, I'm here to turn you." And I said, "Okay, love." You know, she popped in. I said, "Love, I, I learned a word from one of our fans. She doesn't know that we do this. She thinks we're all we're losing our minds that people listen to a podcast." And she said, I said to her, love, can you please look up for me? You know, push it out on your computer. Guzzler. 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 And, and I said to her, maybe you might need to qualify it. Put gay 
on it as well because gay guzzler, all the gay people call me a guzzler. Anyway, she looked it up and she's put me on something called a warning. Uh, and on the front door of the of the bunker here, she's put a note on there saying, Maureen McGillicuddy, uh, high liquids, you know, because I need to keep my liquids up. Uh, Edith Vale, um, soft foods, soft solids. Right. And uh, Caroline is nil by mouth. And they've put next to my name as well, warning, aggressive behaviour. And she's still not told me what this guzzler is. So uh, maybe on, on Instagram or something, someone will send me a picture to, at Granny Bingo, at Granny Bingo. If you know what a guzzler is, please get in touch with our social media, Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook or Granny Bingo on Instagram. No Twitter. We don't do Twitter. We don't do Who does Twitter? Hello. I don't believe <laughs> in it, to be honest. I don't believe no. it's real. No, no. <laughs> Now it's time for our next segment, which is one of our favourites. It's called Agony Grains. And this is a little segment where people can write in to us, or you can email us, or you can jump on our social media and ask us a question. Of course, we've lived a long life and we're here to share our information with you. Uh, Maureen, would you like to read the first uh, little letter from one of our fans? I'd love to. This one's from Tracy Ann, who sent us a message on Facebook. Uh, I won't try and do my impersonation of Tracy Ann. <laughs> Mainly because you have no idea what she sounds like. <laughs> no idea who she is. Uh, I have time to clean out my wardrobe. What are the essentials for next season and what should I keep in case we can't shop again for five years? Right. Great question, Tracy Ann. Wonderful question, Tracy Ann. Uh, wardrobe, five years. We've got to plan five years. The essentials, well... Tracy Ann, that's a that's a dowdy name, isn't it? Oh, you can imagine what she looks like. It's a face like a slapped bum. Whatever, when I say the name, oh, Tracy Ann called me. I don't think, oh, she must be an Instagram model, you know? I don't, that's not the first thing. The, I think whatever you're imagining in your head, as a listener right now, and I say, think about Tracy Ann, and you've got a picture in your head of what she looks like, that's exactly what she. That's exactly like. what she looks like. Yes, it's a wombat. A wombat. Exactly. A wombat in a frock. It's like men called Owen. They're nearly always bald. Always, always. And uh, assuming that Tracy does look the way that we assume that she looks, I imagine she's the kind of girl that bought herself a wedding dress many years ago, mm. and yet has not got a partner. And I imagine she's been keeping that wedding dress in the back of the wardrobe for many, many years. Tracy, I reckon that's the first thing to get rid of. Cut it up, use it for rags to clean the house, love, because you're not going to have any other use for it, to be honest. Maybe make face masks out of it for other desperate single women. Sort of make it a charitable thing. Oh, you poor woman, Tracy. Oh, dear. They say, I think, Tracy, and again, I'm relying on my visual image of you, uh, they say every woman should have a little black dress and uh, I would get a big one. I'm just going by what I'm thinking. Black dress, regardless, maybe maybe a black tent. More like a black caftan might be a good idea for you, Tracy, I think. 
black donor cover. And Tracy, I would normally recommend that people donate uh, unwanted clothes to charitable yeah. organisations. I like to give a lot of mine to the uh, Refugee Crisis Centre, you know, they yeah. help out some good people uh, for the Syrian refugees and that sort of thing. But knowing what desperate women like you dress like, I, I think those Syrian refugees They've have been, been through, through enough. enough. Been through they enough. really, they don't need to be walking around like a cheap hooker. So yeah. uh, just burn those clothes, I think, Tracy. I don't think you want to put that on anyone else, love. That would be incredibly selfish of you and, uh, and, and not charitable at all. Really good advice. Thank you, Edith. I hope that's helped you out, Tracy Ann. I hope, I hope you know. And, and thanks for supporting the podcast, Tracy. You stay well, Tracy Ann. You know, make sure you stay safe and healthy, love. Good on you. Thank you. Next question uh, is from Joanne in Ballarat. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and uh, Joanne writes to us and says, uh, I love your podcast. That's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very nice start, Joanne. Uh, I've always wanted to go into comedy, and your podcast has inspired me. Oh. Uh, I've been laid off from my job and have a lot of spare time. So I was thinking it might be a good time to start my own podcast. Do you have any tips on how to get into the comedy scene or starting a podcast? Joanne from Ballarat. Jeepers creepers. My advice to you, Joanne, would be don't. Do not cut our grass. We will come for you. We are poor old women. And uh, myself and Maureen and Denise Scott and Mm -hmm. Judith Lucy do Mm -hmm. not need the competition, Joanne. We do not need some young whippersnapper coming into the comedy scene and stealing our gigs. You are basically taking money off some poor old women. That's right. Uh, And quite frankly, I'm glad you've been laid off your job, yep. Joanne, I yep. feel that uh, with an attitude like yours, why would anyone want you in the workplace? Mm-hmm. And uh, and my advice to you, even if you did proceed with this, is please be a compassionate person, have some empathy. Um, please don't do it about Ballarat. Please don't do no. it. I, 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 it's, it's going to be too interesting if you do a podcast about Ballarat and you're going to just you're going to destroy everybody's having a go at, po- at podcasts. Everybody will be listening to a podcast about Ballarat, and we just don't need it. Please give us a chance. We do not Joanne. need the competition, Joanne. No. Uh, so, Joanne, my advice to you would be uh, don't. Okay. So that's good advice there. Thanks for writing in, Joanne, and thank you so much for your support. Good luck with everything. Hope you get your job back. Oh, we've got another one here from Parramatta in Sydney. Ooh, that's a very good story. Wow. Stu, Stuart, I'd imagine, has written in. Stu, that's not a name you hear very often, is it? No, he would hear it all the time, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's more of a, a, a soup than a name, really, isn't it? A thicker soup. It is a thicker soup. I, I, generally, what do you use to thicken your soup, Edie? Burger rings. Burger rings. It's very burger good Burger rings. Yeah, just a packet of burger rings in the soup. That'll thicken it up lovely. Very nice. Mm. Bit of flavour, too, yeah. I, I, just, I just use flour. But, you know, I suppose your way works, too. Okay, well, uh, uh, Stu has uh, written in. Hello, Edith, Maureen, and Caroline. Kaz, you got a bit of a mention. You got a, eh? you got a mention, Caroline. Oh, Caroline, do not chew on that. Don't chew, Caroline. Put that down. Get it out of her mouth. She's going to choke on it. That's not. That's. A... Caroline, drop, 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 Caroline. 
She has no idea what's going on, does she? So rude. Sorry, did you want to start the letter again? (sighs) Please, yes. Stew from Parramatta. Hello, Edith, Maureen and Caroline. I have been having recurring dreams where I am sick and I'm trying to get to the hospital but I can't get there and I keep accidentally coughing on people on my way and making them sick. Sometimes they are people I know, like my mum or teachers from school, but sometimes they are just randoms. Does it mean anything? Can I do anything to stop it? This is a (laughs) terrific question. Of course you can't stop the night terrors, love. I've repeatedly, every night of my life, I've had a night terror, uh, a nightmare dream uh, where I'm sitting in a dentist's chair. And I know a lot of people get nightmares about their teeth falling out. My nightmare is about having more teeth. I'm in the dentist's chair and the dentist keeps looking at me. He says, mm. Mrs. McGillicuddy, I've never seen anything like this. You've got a second row of teeth. And I go, oh, gee, I don't know either, love. And then he I goes, have the but- exact same dream, Maureen, but I have it at the gynecologist's. Ah, with the teeth. With the teeth. He says, there's yeah. a second row of teeth in here. I say, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, ah, oh, that's no good at all. Uh, Stu, I find that dreams... And look, I worked in a travelling circus for many years. And mm-hmm. I would uh, tell people's fortunes and I would read their tea leaves and I would uh, read their dreams. And uh, I can interpret dreams. And I find that dreams are often um, consequence for behaviours in life, mm. uh, things that you've done in your past, Stu. So what I want you to do when you go to bed tonight, I want you to think about all the really awful things you've done in your life, the ways that you've hurt friends or family or people you don't even know. Mm. Perhaps you're a real estate agent, Stu. Mm. Uh, Mm. Perhaps you are a politician, Stu. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe you work for Jetstar and you're one of the people that charges everyone extra money for everything. That's right, that's true. So I think what this dream is about is it's you telling yourself that you're an incredibly bad person. That's mm-hmm. not coming from me, of course. Mm-hmm. That is coming from you. You are an awful, awful person uh, who deserves uh, to uh, not even have rest in their sleep because of the things that you have done in your past, Stu. I, I was, uh, years ago, Stu, I was a neuroscientist uh, I was, I'm a doctor at the Sydney, University of Sydney and uh, I did a research piece on uh, dreams. You know, why do we dream? And it's consolidation of your memories. That's why we fall asleep mm-hmm. and that's why we dream, mm-hmm. to consolidate your memories. And, uh, and one of the things I learned there, love, is forgiveness to yourself. You know, you need to make the changes that you want to see in the world. And if you want to see less bad dreams, recurring dreams, uh, then you need to do less bad things. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. I ended my husband's life uh, many few years ago. And uh, it was the Y2K bug. 1999, on New Year's Eve, I ended my husband's life. And I have forgiven myself for that. So what what we're, really what we're saying there, Stu, is that you're going to need to do a lot, a lot of therapy. And the only other way that I know, the only other way, Stu, and this is my professional advice, is to sign up to our Patreon or suffer with the dreams. Okay, well, thanks thanks for your letter, Stu. Thanks, Stu. Ah, good. Well, if you want to send any letters uh, to us, Agony Grant, where we can help solve your problems, please do. Uh, use just email management at sillyoldqueen.com, management at sillyoldqueen.com, or you can message us, of course, through Facebook or Instagram, uh, at Granny Bingo on Instagram, and it's Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook. So follow us, like and subscribe. 
Han, and and you can send us messages through there. Okay, let's go to another uh, announcement from our beautiful sponsors. You're listening to Granny Bingo Wireless. The following advertisement is paid for by the American Tourism Board. And now, a message from the President of the United States. Coronavirus. What coronavirus? Oh, oh, you must have been listening to the deceitful Democrats again. Well, don't get sucked in. America is open for business, and we welcome all non-Mexicans and people who aren't from China. President Donald Trump here, it's Trumpy Pooh, welcoming you for a holiday in the United States. Yes, that's right, the world's best country, New York, and the other 51 countries that make up the United States of America are welcoming you on a completely coronavirus-free holiday. We don't have it here, it's the China virus, and I've recently been looking this up, and I've come to the conclusion that Mexicans and Chinese people are related, and that's why they all have it. You, you might know this, but the word for bat in Mexican is burrito. You don't know that. I know that. I do my reading. I surround myself with experts. They all know. They all say the same thing. Here in America, though, we have lots of great buildings like giant golden skyscrapers, golf courses, and casinos. There's also plenty of room to wander around and see the sights. Queues for all attractions are at an all-time low, and our airports are a breeze to walk through. There is no waiting at immigration currently at all. For those of you who are worried that maybe one day this coronavirus, the China virus, will reach the United States, well, I already have a cure. I'll tell you what the cure is. I've done the reading. I'm confident that this is right. The cure is kids' vitagummies. I know that they're normally to help kids get enough vitamin C, but I'm very confident that this will kill any virus that comes, and we are making plans to have enough for every American. It's the right solution, and I'm ensuring all of my armed forces are ready to implement it's what I'm calling Trump's final solution. It won't come to that, so don't worry. Book your flights right now to the greatest countries in the world, 52 fantastic countries. We'll see you soon. Time for uh, the last segment for this week's podcast, which is a, a regular one that we do called Celebrity Cheer Up. And we love it because, you know, we've been very, very lucky. For those of you in, in Melbourne and, and Sydney who have come along to see our shows before, uh, you'll know that we always have a little special mate come along. And sometimes we've been very lucky that they've been, you know, some big celebrity names. Patty Newton and uh, Peter Hitchener, Rhonda Birchmore and Rishi Swan. And in this segment we like to call one of our celebrity mates for a bit of a cheer up because everyone's feeling a bit flat at the moment. That's right. And uh, this week we thought we'd call uh, one of our favourite guests. In fact this is the guest we've had the most times at Granny That's Bingo. Right. It's our good mate Joel Creasy. Joel Creasy. So do you want, should I call him? Yeah, could you, can you call, you've got his number there and just dial it on the phone. Right, J-O-E-L. Um, yes. Here we go, uh, 0414 278 
Okay. All right. We're calling. Oh, I hope. I hope he's there. Maybe he's screening our calls. Hello. 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 Is that Joel? Oh. It's, it's Edith and Maureen here. How are you, love? Oh, hi, ladies. I'm good. How are you? Oh, terrific. Oh. Thanks, Joel. It's, it's really exciting to have you. That, that you're free to answer the phone and, and, and to come on to our little podcast. I saw the other day, my, one of my grandsons is a, 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 you know, like you. He's like you, Joel. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and one of God's little mistakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, 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 a crinkle in the road. And he said that you were on a chat with Danny Minogue, you know, and a lot of people will know her, her sister Kylie as well, who's a singer too. And you yes. did a, a live with her. Well, you've leveled up. I, ha I have. Are you, are, you, are you jealous of uh, of my friendship with Danny? No, no, no. What we're saying, Joel, <laughs> is that we feel that that was a step towards getting on this podcast. Hmm. <laughs> oh, was that my audition? That's right. That's right. right. Oh, clearly. Yeah, watch that. Uh, Joel, love, uh, we are very grateful that you are able to take our call because normally uh, this time of year is incredibly busy for you. It's awful news. Uh, with the comedy festival cancelled, mm. your poor thing, you've had Eurovision cancelled as well. Mm. Um, it's a dreadful time for performers. What are you, we're looking for silver linings in this segment of the podcast. We want to know what you've been busy doing, keeping yourself busy. Mm. Well, I guess the, sil the silver lining of it all is that I've, um, I've worked out how to use my convection stove. But I don't even know. Oh. Is it convection or, an in, or induction? You ladies should know. In, induction know. is the new one where there's no uh, flame. It's magic to me. I don't understand oh, how it works. I wonder induction. how to my induction stove top. Mm, convection for me. That, that con, a convection oven makes me feel the way that, uh, you know, that Tony Abbott used to make me feel. I still use a billy on the fire. Oh, <laughs> what do you, and what have you been cooking on the, <laughs> oh, on the fire? Damper. Just damper. That's what we've been. <laughs> yep. We've been living off damper for the last three weeks, yep. and, Joel. Yep. And uh, I tell you what, my teeth are falling out. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, my uh, my pantry supplies are dropping, so it might be I might be down to damper this next week. Oh, you poor thing! And of course, you're you're held up at your place with your lovely uh, partner uh, Jack, who we get to see on your Instagram. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, Joel, I am jealous. I'm stuck in this bunker with Maureen and Caroline, and the things that I want to do to them are very different to the things I'd like to do to your lovely boyfriend. Uh, are you two <laughs> loving having a little bit more time together with each other? We're having way too much time together. Um, we have some ridiculous arguments, but also things like Jack, Jack very um, luckily did a, um, did a an apocalypse shop for us um, like six weeks ago, um, but he only bought perishables. So um, we smashed through the part of the strawberries fairly quickly. Yes. Uh, lucky he's pretty. Lucky he's pretty. <laughs> yes. He also bought a tray of oysters. So we've had a very... Oh, lovely. So oh, gee, <laughs> you are isolating in style. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, they don't smell very good anymore. But <laughs> uh, now, sadly, yeah. a lot of your fans uh, would have been expecting to see you over the next couple of months with your tour. And mm. obviously you can't do that. Do you have a message yeah. for them? Um, you know, stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Um, uh, stay home, and um, and just stay, just stay, st 
stay laughing, stay smiling. Oh, isn't <laughs> that, that sound, lovely? Did that sound inspirational? You sound yes. like a, a, a influenza influencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's Love my it. new little joke. Now, Joel, in this segment, we like to call up one of our celebrity friends for a bit of a cheer-up because everyone's feeling a little bit flat at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so we're calling you and we're hoping that you might be able to tell us a little joke or something to put a smile on our dial. Kel Wilson told one last last week, Joel, about uh, the week before, I don't know when it was, and she, uh, she told one about a pool table falling out of a tree. <laughs> I still, I told her, I told her I understood what she was talking about, but I, I didn't get it. So I'm hoping yours makes a bit more sense. I, I did, I listened and I thought it was a very funny joke and I'm now uh, frantically, desperately trying to think of one, uh, a joke that's, not, that's even, not even close to on par, that just, that has a punchline even. Was, was that the joke, Edith? <laughs> no, that's not, are you ready oh, for the, are you oh, ready oh, for the yes, ready, ready. Oh, yes, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. Um, how do you make a Venetian blind? I don't know. Uh, how How do you make a Venetian blind? I don't know. Maureen, do you know? I don't know. You poke him in the eye. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 what a I shame love, I'm not on the road. I love jokes about disabilities. <laughs> favourites. <laughs> what a shame! What a shame! You're not doing it to a Joel, because that would have been a ripper, I reckon. Yeah. I was, I was going to do that on the gala. That was going to be my gala gag. Yeah. yeah. That oh. would have, that would have killed. You would have killed. Would have, uh, <laughs> well, Might have killed the virus. Hey, Joel. Thanks for taking our call, love. Yeah. You're very welcome. And, uh, uh, if you and Jack need anything, you just shout out, won't you? Where's the bunker if I wanted to swing by? And uh, that's top secret, love. We cannot yeah. tell you that, unfortunately. <laughs> we are located uh, about 25 feet underground yeah. and uh, in a top, top, top security <laughs> level bunker. I can't say too much, but I can tell you if I bang loudly on the wall, Scott Morrison will yell back. Yeah. Put oh, it that way. Put I, it that way. Put it that way. You're in Hawaii. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Oh, thank we'll you very much, you. ladies. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bless you. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that lovely? Oh, he's so sweet. Oh. Well, sadly, Maureen, this brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I am mortified because do you know what? After we finish doing this, and when it's you know when we put it when it gets in the cloud, the the thing I'm sad about is that I have to go back to being so bored. We have an entire week of nothing to do until next week's episode. No. Oh. oh, I can't do anything. It's dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Hey, Edith, would you mind switching off the Xbox and putting the PlayStation on, please? No worries. One second. Thank I'll you. Because, of course, we are in the same room. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Same. People are commenting on our social media saying, oh, you aren't really in the same room. You're actually just two young men sitting in separate houses. Bastards. One of you's in Carlton and one of you's in Paran. Bastards. And you're recording this remotely off a laptop. Bastards. Well, that is not true. Bastards. That is false How news. How would we do that? that? How would you do that? Would you like a minty, love? I'd love one, thank you. Could you? Uh, here you go. Just one, just the one. I haven't got enough. I'm on rations. That's right. It's stuck in my teeth. It's all right. We'll we'll put them in the dishwasher later on.
Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, of course, if you want to support the podcast financially, do it at our Patreon. If you can't do it financially, uh, go into the app and rate and review the yeah. podcast. It really helps us get new listeners. We've got five stars at the moment, so I'm looking to the new reviews that are left to see if that goes down. And then I don't mind Daniel Andrews chasing me around the city if it means I'm going to kick you in the shins for giving me a less than five-star rating. But you rate what you wish. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll be sharing cooking tips. That's right. I'll be reading out Caroline's Medicare number. And we'll be giving you Ding Dong Drysdale's home address. Mm. But until then, goodbye. You've been listening to the Granny Bingo Podcast. here came in to, to check on me. She, they turned me at about three o'clock. They come in. Mrs McGillicuddy, it's time <laughs> they to... Turned. <laughs> they turned. They're coming into the bunker to turn Maureen over. <laughs> Was it because she has bad sores or she can't breathe properly? Yeah, yeah. And she's 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 only in bed for six hours a night, but she still has bad sores. <laughs> Oh, we're fucked.